0: Welcome to R, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is R Slash entitled Parents, where a mother betrays her dying daughter. Our next Reddit post is from Ari Mirkwood. This happened a long time ago. I was helping a girl who had terminal cancer with her final preparations and wishes. She had requested to go on a cruise with her family, and the Make a Wish program was happy to help her. She was really sweet, and we soon formed a friendship. The day that she was about to formally request her wish, she looked really sad and didn't want to talk to anyone. I visited her and asked what's wrong, but she wouldn't tell me. It broke my heart to see her tearing up. Thankfully, after some time, she told me that she didn't want a cruise. She hated the idea of a cruise. She wanted to meet her dream celebrity like she had seen these other kids do. I told her no problem, we can get you in touch with that celebrity, but she said not to. Because her mother had screamed at her when she first said that she wanted to meet a celebrity. Her mother told her to forget about her final wish and to ask for a cruise for the entire family. Because that's something the entire family could do and it's something the mother wanted since she was a kid. I was speechless and furious. Even now, I can't understand why a mother would get in the way of her daughter's final wish. It took me a while, but I calmed her down and told her that it was her wish, not her mother's, and that I wanted her to be truly happy. She told me that she always did what her mother asked, and the idea of doing something that she wanted was foreign to her. But she smiled, the biggest smile that I'd ever seen on her, and she hugged me and said that she would speak to her mother about going to see that celebrity. Sadly, I had to leave for the day, but I was happy that I was able to convince her. Unfortunately, the talk with her mom did not go well, and the kid ended up requesting a cruise. The last time I spoke to the girl, she told me that she tried to request a celebrity visit, but she didn't want to make her family sad, but that she wished so hard that she could meet the celebrity instead. I told her that she'll meet him someday and that she was an angel and not to worry because the cruise will be amazing and she'll be treated like a princess. We hugged, said goodbye, and she said that she was really happy to have met me and that I visited her when no one else would. Her mother had two other kids and she never went to visit her. She said that she always looked forward to my visits because I didn't talk about her cancer and instead I made her laugh. Overall, it was a very hard day. The point of my story is that if you're a parent, please listen to your child. Don't take their final wish away from them. Make sure they're happy because every second is precious. And then OP adds in an edit. Sadly, the little angel's already passed away. I'm sure she's in a better place. She, like many other kids, show us what true strength really is. She just wanted to meet Robert Downey Jr. Her room was full of Avengers posters. Man, just imagine the mentality of that mom. Wow, it sucks that my daughter is dying, but hey, at least I get a free vacation out of it. How much do you want to bet that after her kid died, she called up the Make-A-Wish Foundation and was like, so are you guys still going to pay for that cruise? After all, it's what my precious daughter would have wanted. Our next Reddit post is from Stands and Fires. My parents have long been a pain in my butt. However, for now, I'm going to mainly focus on my Thanksgiving from hell and the incidents leading up to it. A few years ago, I met my future wife on an online dating app. We hit it off fairly quickly, and the relationship progressed really fast. I was in my late 20s, and she turned 30 soon after we met. We both had a good idea of what we were looking for in a partner, and we had no interest in games. I met her parents within a few months, though I was much more reluctant to introduce her to mine for reasons that will soon become apparent. The problems began almost as soon as I told my folks that I was dating someone. I was reluctant to inform my parents due to the fact that they had tried to call the cops on my last long-term girlfriend. My brother, my parents, and I were having dinner at a local Mexican restaurant and making small talk. They started asking me questions about my girlfriend, mostly the usual innocent questions, but at some point I let it slip that she was Jewish. Boy, was that a mistake. My parents are hyper-conservative Christians. For years, they've been trying to get me to date a girl from our church, and they always expected that I would marry someone who was at least Christian. My dad, without missing a beat, told me that I should break up with her. He told me, you're going to marry a Christian girl, and that was that. I was pissed, and I don't remember the rest of that conversation, but I told him that I was not breaking up with her, and the rest of the dinner was tense. The next couple of months went about as smooth as you might imagine, but I thought that I was slowly wearing them down. At some point, they invited my girlfriend and I over for dinner, and I thought there was finally some progress being made. They got my brother to distract me in another room of the house while they sat down with my girlfriend and explained why they didn't think that she was good for me. They straight up told my girlfriend that she needed to break up with me because I was going to marry a good Christian girl. They even offered to pay her if she ended up leaving me. My girlfriend politely told them off and we left. Fast forward to November. My family is really big on holidays, as I know many are, and we had very large extended family gatherings for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think that, in my entire life, we had only skipped one of these events. I wanted to go and take my girlfriend to meet the rest of my family. My parents may have had their heads up their butts, but the rest of my family has always seemed great to me. This Thanksgiving would be at my grandmother's house this year, my mom's mother, with a small family gathering at my dad's side the day before Thanksgiving. I talked to my grandmother, who was fine with me bringing my girlfriend up so long as she slept in a separate room. No problem. No way am I going to passionately hug my girlfriend in my grandma's house anyways. I decided to ask my mother as well. Not that I needed her permission, but I'm an optimist and I hope that she would be on board and maybe seeing my girlfriend have positive interactions with the family would help the situation. My mother was resistant at first, mainly because she was upset that we were getting an apartment together and she didn't want to encourage the relationship further, but she eventually agreed. I should also note that I set some very clear boundaries with my mother about conversations for this trip, which she brushed off as unnecessary, but I had my guard up nonetheless. We head out to my grandmother's place, and frankly, the first day is nothing but pleasant. My girlfriend gets to meet my grandmother, some of my cousins, and other extended family. We're having a fairly good time, and I think that things are actually going to go well, until my girlfriend and I decide to go to a movie. We head out to the theaters, and my brother, who's five years older than me, wants to tag along. The three of us sit together, and my girlfriend and I snuggle through most of it. The movie, Arrival, was a fantastic movie, and the ending made me cry. My girlfriend held me while the credits rolled, and I think that all the cuddles didn't sit well with my brother, who was single. He got up, and I will never forget what he said, or the malicious tone in which he said it. Too bad mom and dad will never let you marry her because she's a Jew. My brother jogged out of the theater before either my girlfriend or I could muster up a response. We sat there, a bit dumbfounded for a few minutes. Eventually the lights came on, and we tried to formulate a plan. I have no idea where my brother is at this point, but he can't go too far considering that we drove him. I decide to call my parents, considering that I have no clue where he is and I really don't want to talk to him at this point. To my surprise, my mother sides with me and tells me it's alright if we just leave him because he can get an Uber back. We consider it, but we find him on the way out and my girlfriend, who's accustomed to dealing with buttholes, completely humbles him with her words. He silently rides back with us, we drop him off, and my girlfriend and I go have dinner by ourselves. We debate just leaving, but we decide that my parents haven't crossed any boundaries, so we'll stay for now. It wouldn't take them long, though. That same evening, I was getting ready to watch some Netflix in bed with my girlfriend. And by this, I really do mean Netflix in bed, not Netflix and chill. As I walk past the living room, my mother calls me in and complains that I'm not spending enough time with my family. I'm a bit angry at this common manipulation tactic from my mother, but I go chat for my grandmother's sake. My mom tries to tell me that my grandmother is upset that my girlfriend and I are planning to move in together before we're married. I decide that my grandmother doesn't need my mother to be a mouthpiece for her, so I sit on the couch in between the two of them and face my grandmother. My grandmother and I chat. She's a bit worried about me moving in with a man while unwed, but we calmly discuss the situation. She doesn't back down on her objection, but she eventually concedes that it's my life. She likes my girlfriend, and she's happy for us regardless. The entire time, my mother has been constantly trying to butt in on the conversation, but I'm physically putting myself between her and my grandmother, which is just pissing my mother off. Eventually, my father sees what's going on and also butts in. Apparently, he can't contain himself anymore and just goes off about everything that he sees wrong with my relationship. I called him a coward for trash-talking my girlfriend behind her back. This really pissed him off, and he stormed off to fetch my girlfriend. He came back with my girlfriend in tow and proceeded to tear into her in front of me, my mom, and my grandmother, who, by the way, was mortified that this was happening in her house. My dad said, My son will be a Christian, his wife will be a Christian, his children will be baptized in our church. He was practically screaming at her. He also basically accused her of trying to steal my inheritance by getting knocked up. And he added some very inappropriate commentary about how he knew my girlfriend was getting older and your biological clock is ticking down. Through this whole tirade, my wife just stood there quietly. Like I said, she's used to dealing with buttholes and she's tough as nails. My girlfriend waits for him to finish, turns to my grandmother and thanks her for her hospitality, then turns back to my father and says... Why did you even invite us here if you were going to act like this? My dad yelled back, We did not invite you here! We never would have invited you here! At this point, I gleefully pulled out my phone and showed him the conversation I had with my mother where she agreed for my girlfriend to be here. My dad couldn't find his words. He just glared at his wife. At this point, I told him that my girlfriend and I were leaving. Before I left, my dad said, You two better have broken up by the time you get home. Have a long, hard thought about your future. I just laughed at him as we got in the car. My girlfriend and I drove home on pure adrenaline. We alternated between anger, humiliation, and frustration at the absurdity of the whole thing. This story does have something of a happy ending, though. In the days that followed, we got a lot of calls and messages of support from my relatives. It turns out, my brother had made some vague social media post about how sad he was for me and asking everyone to pray for me. Apparently, a lot of my relatives thought that I had been hurt, so they called my mother and father. When my parents were forced to explain the situation, all of my relatives sided with my girlfriend and I. It's always confused me when there are Christians who hate Jewish people. (laughs) If Jews are so bad, then what about Jesus? I don't know, some people are just idiots. Our next Reddit post is from Tylock. I'm a 35-year-old father of two boys. I have PTSD due to time overseas, and I have the physical scars to match the mental scars. I have an incredible wife who knows me and knows what situations I should avoid. My kids are amazing, but this story revolves around my youngest son and my service dog. My youngest son, Jay, has autism, and we share a special bond because some things that set him off also put my teeth on edge. Spike, my English bulldog, is my service dog. He's well-trained, lazy, judgmental, and overall uninterested in anything that he can't eat. He's also very in tune to my emotions and Jay's emotions and he'll provide a distraction when we get overwhelmed. Basically, he's like, oh, you're stressed? Here, scratch my butt. You'll feel better and I'll get attention. It's a win-win. So on to the story. My family recently moved to Texas. We live very close to an amusement park, so we got memberships. Shout out to this amusement park for being amazing when it comes to special needs. This particular park in Arlington, Texas has a special program for autistic people. They have rooms set aside where you can chill if you're overstimulated so you can relax, go back out, get overstimulated again and around and around you go. With Jay, we also don't have to wait in lines. This is a big deal and it's also the cause of the story. The park has a pass that lets you skip most of the lines and they charge an arm and a leg for it. However, if you have that pass, you still end up in a line with hundreds of people who also have that pass. Jay gets no lines at all. We get a special pass that allows us to go in through the exit. The worker just signs the pass and we get to go on the ride. Jay's favorite ride is the log ride. There have been days that we ride the log ride over and over, then go eat lunch, then go back and ride the log ride some more. On this day, I'm at the park with Jay and my older son T. Of course, Jay wanted to go on the log ride. So we made our way to the log ride exit, and I left my wife and Spike in the shade because someone has to stay with him, and bulldogs and rides do not mix. As we were going to the exit, a woman started screaming at us. I have absolutely no hearing on my right side, so I didn't consider it worth turning my head to listen. Now, because we ride the log rides so much, the workers on this ride know us by name and sight. Jay even talks to them, which is rare. We go in, show our pass, sit, and ride. When we were done with the ride, Karen, the woman who had yelled at us, made her way to the ride's exit so she could yell at us some more. Karen didn't even want a ride. She just wanted to yell about us going in through the exit and how we're abusing the system. The park worker tries to calm her down. My older son is getting upset because he's a normal nine-year-old kid and adults yelling is scary. Jay is just making excited sounds, waiting for the log ride to stop so he can get in. We get in the ride a second time, and as we float away, we can still hear Karen screaming. We figured we would never see Karen again, but obviously we were not that lucky. Karen appeared like a demon, hooting and screaming. She was screaming that just because Jay is an R-word, that doesn't mean that we get extra rights. Her screaming caused Jay to let out his super screech. Now, anyone who knows autism knows that autistic kids have superpowers. In Jay's case, it's a supersonic, ear-shattering, high-pitched screech that makes your eyes swim and makes it feel like things in your head are moving that shouldn't. This whole time, Spike was just laying on the ground in the froggy position like bulldogs do, just looking at Karen like she was some rabid dog, but not worth getting up for. As Karen was screaming at me, I saw two security guards approaching Karen from behind. I smile, which must have pissed off Karen because she kicked my dog. Before I could react, Karen was already being hauled off by the security guards. I take this time to check out Spike. He's limping and crying. I feel his hips, and I think that they might be dislocated. Later, while talking to one of the security guards, he tells me that intentionally injuring a service dog is a felony in Texas. Eventually, cops show up at the scene and issue a trespass order for Karen. The officers ask me if I want to press charges. I look at Spike. Then I look back and say, yes. Karen and her husband start to freak out and they're hauled off. We hop into a golf cart and get escorted out to the vet. The vet took care of Spike and everything checks out. We went back to the park the next day with Spike in a stroller. No one batted an eye and everyone loves the bulldog in the stroller. I let people pet him. He's a hoot and the park is an amazing place. I've been contacted by the investigating officer and I've given depositions. I may have to testify in court, but I look forward to sitting on the bench with Spike on my lap. That was our slash Entitled Parents, and if you like this content, be sure to follow this podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.